being born to run. Well, you're a good runner because you have natural abilities. <laughs> no, nobody is born as a runner, just like nobody is born with a super creative mind. <laughs> Let's clear up that myth today. Come on, join me on the Hypno Running Podcast. Welcome to Hypno Running, the show where we do more than just talk about running. We help you find solutions to develop your full potential, making you a better, faster, and smarter runner. And here is your host, Heiko. Yes, indeed. My name is Heiko, and thanks for joining me on today's show. This is the show if you want to run faster, longer, you want to feel better during a run, after a run, hey, even look better whilst running, after running, then this podcast is for you because I want to inspire you and I want you to touch on some topics which maybe you usually don't ask yourself or help you get out of some situations where maybe you maneuvered yourself into. I remember way back that there was this like selection process about who is born to run or who can be a natural runner. Now, look, there's no doubt that some people have got more talent in certain areas than others but but hang on i think you at that age where you're not going to go for the olympics anymore are you (laughs) no and you're perhaps a runner who's enjoying his running but you've got those days those weeks maybe sometimes those months where you are not running how you could be running where you're not really giving it your maximum your utmost hmm so what do you do about that How do you get over that? How do you stop from being in the middle of winter looking back and thinking, ah, I should have run in autumn? How do you look back when it starts to become springtime and, ah, it wasn't even a cold winter, I should have run in winter? How do you stop? You get the message. How do you go running if you don't want to feel like you're going for a run? Hmm. Well, the same way like... You can overcome a persistent belief that creativity is something people are born with. The same thing, runners are not born, of course. If you are tall and slim, you are going to have perhaps some better ability, but that's not the point. The point is how to get running, how to overcome that complacency, that procrastination. Now, if you look at the creativity process, (laughs) that's something that can be learned in five easy steps. You need to experience, you need to absorb and assimilate everything that's going on around you. And then you need to let it work inside your mind. The right word is incubation. And that's the time where everything starts to form and associate in your mind. And then you need to question it, a series of questions, a problem presentation. And suddenly, bing, the light goes on and you get some ideas and you get some solutions. And then you take action. And the same thing with the running. You know, there's a very famous British runner from the 1970s. He was the second man to break the magical two-hour ten barrier. He was the winner of the Boston Marathon. I'm talking about Ron Hill. Why do I recall Ron Hill? Look, usually I don't like to refer to professional runners. Why? Because hmm, I feel I can't relate to them. I'm an everyday runner. You know, I've got, got a daytime job. I've got kids. I've got bills to pay. I haven't got nine, ten, not even eight hours of deep sleep and get a massage from a physio and get <laughs> sponsored by a company which is giving me fantastic energy drinks. No, I'm a normal middle-of-the-pack runner. 
and still I managed to run pretty far distances. And for my age and for the distances that I choose to run, I feel I'm doing pretty well. And I've been doing this consistently for many, many, many years. And in working with many runners and coaching them and training with them, I realize that people are usually limited by their thinking. And the biggest limitation that there is out of all of them, no, it's not injury. No, it's not, well, which mythology or which shoes or which watch or which sunglasses I should be wearing. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) No, it's the mental part of running. And that's why I've dedicated so much time, so much energy into this. If you want some more information about this, check out our YouTube channel, Advanced Enduring Coaching. But stay here for now because back to Ron Hill, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. You know, Ron Hill, just think about it. In the 70s already, the magical two-hour 10 was broken. I mean, that's, that's very amazing. It's a fantastic time. And I remember reading in a magazine that he was like, people were very critical of him. He could be winning more. He should be running more. And he's a lad from Lancashire. And he eventually founded a, a clothing company or apparel maker. And one day he said that on days when I'm having trouble getting out the door, I promise myself that I'll take it easy, that I'll start as slow as possible, and soon enough, that slow, easy pace turns into a nice stride, and I've run another day. Wow. Now that is advice I could work with. That is advice that my younger self took to heart because I realized that as long as I get out of the door, no matter how crummy I feel, as long as I put my shoes on and I get out of the door, irrespective of the weather, irrespective of the, of the time of day or time of night, as long as I get that run in, as long as I start heading down the road, whatever is bugging me will transform into a running stride. Whatever thoughts I had, whatever limiting beliefs, whatever doubts I had, whatever critique I had inside my mind, it will relieve itself. And do you know why this is? Well, you should try this as well. Because the brain starts to get activated by the running. It's called bilateral hemispherical stimulation. And what happens is that same with skipping rope or the same as doing some tapping exercises, your brain is starting to process the day's events. And usually it's something that has happened that will delay us from going onto a run. It is something that is keeping us. It's a it's a excuse. It's not really a reason. <laughs> we say it's a reason, but it is an excuse. Well, I couldn't because of that and that. You didn't allocate time. It wasn't a big enough priority to you. Why am I so hung up about it? Because as I said, working with athletes, the biggest reason why they don't excel at their running is because they don't go out daily or every second day, or regular enough. And the big inspiration really came from my life, from from Ron Hill, when I read that article many, many years ago. And I knew all I have to do, forget about all the nutritional facts, forget about all the stretching, all the hill repeats, all the other exercises. The most important thing is to get out and get that run in. And that's how you, if you do this, this is how you're going to look back this summer, end of summer, autumn, and you're going to say, wow, I did well. I did my miles. I have improved as a runner. I really made it the best summer in terms of running that it could be.
And that's going to make you look back without regretting. That's going to make you look back without thinking, gee, why didn't I? Who knows? Maybe it's going to be a crummy autumn. Maybe it's going to rain a lot. And you really can't go out a lot simply because of the weather conditions or the time or perhaps, I hope not, but you get injured. And you end up being frustrated. And then what happens is other people have run more than you. Other people have invested more than you. And now comparison comes in. And then you turn out to be a slow runner, a middle-of-the-pack runner. And you depend on yourself to run the 10K or the 5K. Perhaps you don't even take your time. Perhaps it's just like, oh, well, I always take more or less half an hour. But hey, life is too short not to have something where you're going to excel at. I mean, we're all not employees of the month every month, are we, for 12 months in a row? We are not always that dad or that mum or <laughs> that son or that daughter that we want to be. We're not always at our best. But you know what? If you go out for a run, if you go out for a run daily and you get your run in, that's when you can excel at your best. Because it's the day's performance that matters. It's getting it done that matters. It means showing up. It means building perseverance. It means building character. And you know I'm passionate about this. You know this is, if you've listened to other podcasts in this series, that's what it's all about. That's going to make you one day be there even more filled with pride because, hey, I'm challenging myself. I'm still trying to go after that magical time. No, it doesn't mean you need to be obsessed about it. It doesn't mean you need to go and preach to all your friends and try to convert them into becoming runners and become that guy nobody wants to talk to at a a dinner party. You can still be decent about it. I mean, you can be enthusiastic, but without being obnoxious about it. So, again... If you want to look back and have a fantastic running summer, and it's going to be like middle of autumn, leaves are brown, trees are already looking barren, low-hanging clouds, wind raining, (laughs) it's already cold, and you want to look back and say, I'm so glad I went running all those beautiful summer days. Actually, that's what I'm going to go do right now. You know what? I'm going to wrap up this podcast in a couple of minutes, and I'm going to go out for a run, and I'm going to make it one of those where I'm going to look back and say, wow, fantastic. Fantastic. Even though today the leg hurts. Hey, the back hurts a bit. Why? I don't know. You know there'd be many other things to do, but I'm going to get that run hill, that, that run in. <laughs> I'm going to get that run in today. So building up this foundation is going to lead to you always allocating time to it. Once you allocate time to the sport of running, That's when you're going to develop a different attitude because it's become a bigger priority once you have a different attitude about it. So you've allocated the time, you've allocated the attitude, you've changed the attitude. That's when you need to start training your mindset. Don't start any mindset training. I've got various programs that also you can try them for free as well about brain training for runners. And you hear the bike in the background? Yes, I am coming to you live from the Golf Mobile. <laughs> For those that don't, that don't know me, I podcast in my 30-year-old Golf. So that's why you hear some background noises every now and then. Good for joining me. <laughs> right, back to the mindset. Once you've allocated time, once you have already persevered and you've overcome that previous resistance of not going out, 
Your attitude is going to change. That's when you can start training your mindset. That's when you can start using mental tools to help you become a better runner. Don't make the mistakes like those people that have bought the program that then call me up one day or that send me an email. It's not working. I want my money back. You're going to get your money back. Don't worry about it. But don't tell me it's not working because as soon as I ask just two or three questions, I found out the person is still struggling with the initial allocation of time. Now look, if you don't allocate time to your running, if you don't commit to it, if you don't create space in your life and then use that time to actually go out and run, no mind training program is going to work. That's the biggest myth that you can just sit at home, you can just train your brain. I tried that when I was 12, it didn't work. I'd read somewhere that if you sleep with your book under the pillow that the information will then transfer into your brain. I think I did that about four weeks and we had the exam and gee, it didn't turn out too good. My teacher most probably still remembers that. She asked me if I learned and I explained to her what I did. She wasn't impressed. Don't make the same mistake. (laughs) Success leaves clues. Allocate time. Allocate time, make it a priority, and no matter how you are feeling, get out. Get out there and just start, even if it's just the worst kind of shuffle. And you're going to make it down to the first corner, and then it's going to turn into a wonderful run. Right. Then, once you start doing that, you're going to build up a track record. You're going to build up credibility towards yourself And you're going to find a change in attitude. And then really, do you want to be that person who always runs the 5K in the park run the same time like you can set your clock according to it? Life is too short, always running at the same speed. Running running life is too short to not try some hill repeats, to not try to go on some trails, to not try to run some new routes, some new locations. Trying some new shoes along the way is added benefit. Wow, that's even... How many running shoes do you own? Anyway, I've got a different podcast about that. So my dear fellow runners, today I really want to inspire you to allocate the time. And remember, no matter how down you're feeling today, no matter how many other things you've got to do, just create space, just create space and head out the door and go for your run and make it one of the best. You'll see once you start heading down that road, it's going to get better. Hey, Thank you for joining me. Please check out our YouTube channel. Or you can follow me on Instagram. It's not that I'm so active on Instagram. I do post something sometimes. But I'm not one of those who's got like every day a photograph of myself running. No, I don't do that. I've got a nice pickup there from the dog. The dog has got a bit of an injury. So it's not a running dog at the moment. <laughs> but <clears throat> once she gets better... I'm sure she'll join me up again. Hey, I look forward to hearing from you, your critique, your feedback. And I'd love for you to give me a rating on iTunes, on Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And I'd love you to share the show with others who might just be needing this type of advice. Once again, my name is Heiko. Thank you for listening. There are thousands of podcasts out there. I don't know, 10,000, 100,000, who knows how many. And you decided to listen to this one. So thank you for that. And remember... Take it easy.